This podcast was recorded for entertainment purposes only and cannot be rebroadcast or transmitted in any form or use without the express written consent of Smooth Jazz and more. Copyright 2018, all rights reserved. James, and welcome to another edition of Smooth Jazz and More Interviews. In this segment, we did an interview with Smooth Jazz pianist Bob Baldwin. In April of 2018, he released a new track called Be Blessed, No Stress. It debuted at number one for most added on Billboard's Smooth Jazz charts. Overall, he's released 23 albums in his 30-year career. He took some time out of his busy schedule to talk to us about his music career for Smooth Jazz and More interviews. That's my 30th year anniversary of a record that came out in 1988. So this is marking my 30th year uh, as an artist. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was my first record I put out. I put that on my site to let people know that it's been 30 years. Which, you know, it's, that's code word for I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, anyway, the latest track that we're playing is Be Blessed, No Stress. Yes. Tell me about the new CD. That comes off of a CD called Never Out of Season, Remixed and Remastered. Um, that record was released about five years ago um, with a different kind of audio. Um, you know, we, we were doing ADATs and all that kind of stuff a few years back. And so I, I chose to take some of the older recordings and um, just run them through a digital format and just kind of spice up the uh, the audio and add some new parts, add some new songs. So this is a new song that was uh, was added to that uh, package and it features uh, my friend Marcus Anderson on uh, sax. I've known Marcus about 15 years before he got big time with uh, Prince and all those guys. So I. I know yeah. Marcus when he was working with uh, Marcus Johnson. Uh, yeah, I was going to say um, very familiar with his music. We play his music on our playlist as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, he's, he's one of the good guys in the bunch, and I really appreciate his uh, his growth and his evolution. And what he's done post Prince has really been really nice. I like I just I like seeing young guys evolve as artists and people. So I've enjoyed the evolution of uh, Marcus Anderson.
releases going back 30 years. Pretty impressive. Over 14 albums on your own record label, City Sketchers. Yes. Um, I, uh, I've had, I think I've had more deals, record deals, than some people have had actual records. I've had, it seems like these, uh, these deals come and go so quickly, but all of my records, fortunately, have been always been on a, uh, a national platform. Most of them been on the uh, the Sony uh, the Sony label. So I, I've been independent, but I've been supported by uh, you know major distribu- distribution, which has been you know a blessing. Yeah, I was going to say uh, of those releases, eleven of those CDs have reached Billboard Smooth Jazz charts. Uh, what That's are right. the challenges? Of promoting your own record label as opposed to an established label like Atlantic or Shinachi? Uh, you know, the only real challenge, obviously, is, is funding um, because you're doing everything out of your own pocket. So it's it's always uh, it's always a challenge trying to uh, get the necessary funds together to uh, promote the stuff properly. But uh, other than that, that's really the only challenge I have. Um, I think I'm able to make records that sound as good as some of the uh, the guys on the major labels. But you know, they just have a different platform in terms of promotion, and the indies have to pretty much uh, have to come out of their pocket to do their thing. Um, but it, you know, in the end, if it gets to radio and people hear it, then you know, we, we let we let the people decide. In the last year, uh, I've been fortunate enough to get, uh, you know, on all streaming sites combined, over 20 million streams. So uh, people, people, people are finding me, and I'm, I'm very blessed that uh, I've been able to get the the number of uh, spins that I've gotten over the years. recording was back in the late 80s as opposed to recording new material now well there's there's a few factors one is that um, a lot of guys are recording pretty much out of their uh, out of their home if they if they have the right equipment they can pretty much match what's been going on 30 years ago 30 years ago you were dealing with analog tape and you were dealing with a what they call a two-inch reel and the two-inch reel only gave you uh, 24 uh, tracks. In this new digital domain, depending on how much hardware and hard hard drive space you have, you can you can record as much as you know 90 tracks. And so you get you get more you get more tracks. You get a, a slightly a wide a bigger sound, but more importantly, you get a you'll get a cleaner sound. Uh, I still like to run my stuff through analog. Um, machinery so i can keep the warmth of the of the 80s that there's something to be said about analog tape and the warmth that analog delivers versus digital so i, I don't want to make it too clean i like i like the grittiness of analog but i just like the uh, 
I just like just like the maneuverability that you that you have inside of uh, digital. Now, one of your first successful albums was back in 1993 with the CD Reflections of Love on the Atlantic Jazz label. Uh, yes. One of the tracks, uh, I'm Fine, How Are You, still oh, plays wow. on our airwaves at Smooth Jazz and More. Oh, nice. Uh, that was one of the last recordings featuring the late violinist Noel Pointer. He was one of my favorite musicians growing up. Tell me about that collaboration. Correct. Um, I'm not sure if Noel did any more records after that. I think that might have been one of the last few that he did. Um, I, you know, I knew Noel in the '80s. I used to watch him uh, play around uh, New York City, the Blue Note, and so many other great uh, venues. And uh, you know, we finally hooked up, um, to collaborate. Actually, we we found ourselves on a couple of uh, gigs together, and that's how we started that communication. And I think the last time I saw him was around 1995, so it was shortly after that he passed away. But uh, yeah, I was always a big fan of Noel going back to his music in the 70s, so to be able to actually record with him was, uh, was, was quite a treat. I was about six years old. My dad taught me how to play. Um, he was a, a musician as well. He, he never put in, put out anything professionally, but uh, he was a really, really fantastic pianist. Um, he he grew up in the Mount Vernon area, which is about uh, is right on top of the Bronx, so just just north of New York City. And uh, for a while there, he used to do a lot of duo gigs around uh, Mount Vernon in New York, and he had a chance to work with. Uh, Ray Brown, uh, excuse me, not Ray Brown, Art Davis. Art Davis was the last bass player that played with uh, John Coltrane before he passed away. And another gentleman named Keeter Betts, who was married uh, in the 70s to Ella Fitzgerald. So he had his, he had his ties into, you know, some of the, some of the legendaries, uh, legendary artists. I know he did some work with uh, Max Roach as well. So I kind of grew up listening to a lot of Straight Ahead and still do to this day um but there was just something about the r&b music and the uh the pop music that kind of kind of grabbed me in a different way and so now i'm kind of a uh, a blend of all all three of those genres
uh, fortes. You're also into radio. Tell me about that. Yes, uh, when I was in college back in the you know seventies and eighties, uh, you know, I had the chance to uh, join a college radio station and fell in love with radio. Then, um, when I went to New York, I interned at uh, WBLS, which at the time was the number one station in the country. Um, and that's that's where I actually met uh, Pat Prescott, who to this day is a dear friend of mine, who's now uh, one of the uh, jocks on, on the wave in L.A. But uh, Pat taught me a lot about commercial radio, and then I got a chance to work briefly at the 1010 Winds, which was at that time the number one news station in the country. Um, so this is going back to like the early 80s. So I had a chance to uh, see radio from a, a music standpoint as well as radio and over the years i've you know i've always kept my kept my uh my fingers in in the radio i uh helped set up a smooth jazz station in bermuda in 2004 2005 and 2006 uh i did some programming down in jacksonville and then when smooth jazz uh, kind of t- took a turn for the worse in 2008 i started new urban jazz which is uh, getting ready to go uh, hit 10 years on October 1st. And so that's a two-hour program that's aired on about 45 stations around uh, the U.S. and some Internet properties as well. So it's uh, it's been a nice little journey, and the synergy between radio and music is, is really perfect. So um, it's, it's been a nice little uh, journey so far with, with the radio. Yes, I was going to say, uh, you done so much for jazz music over the last 30 years, and one of the projects that you've created was the new urban jazz music series for the arts in Westchester County in New York. Tell me about that. Well, I was uh, working with a um, an arts council in, in, in Westchester County, which is just north of New York City, and um, it's actually the largest uh, arts council out of about 90 in the entire state of New York. And so we wanted to put together a local a localized program uh, using uh, all kinds of diverse versions of jazz and the local artists in that area that deserve to uh, be on a, a much bigger stage. So we created a nice uh, three-year series featured a lot of great local artists, uh, people like Vanice Thomas, who's the daughter of uh, Rufus Thomas, who was a huge blues artist uh, based out of Memphis on the Stax label. And, uh, you know, just a lot of great talent that uh, people would, wouldn't normally uh, know about. And so it was. It was really a great opportunity to showcase those great artists in that area. And I, I want to do that more in some other cities. I haven't decided which way to go about it yet, but uh, it's definitely a good uh, blueprint to uh, to spread around into different cities. And you're based in Georgia now. Yeah, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia now. Correct. I've been there on and off since 1993, actually. But I still I still have ties up in uh, in New York. My mother still still up there, and uh, you know that's, that's kind of my roots. So I'm always back and back and forth in New York.
some uh, off-the-cuff questions. Uh, what are you sure. listening to lately in your playlist? I like um, this pianist named Iliane Elias. Iliane is a great Brazilian pianist who also sings. Uh, she's been she's been in New York for a number of years now, but she's one of my uh, one of my one of my personal favorites. Um, um, other than that, you know, I've just in, just been trying to explore and listen to different different types of artists. Another artist I've, I've kind of fell in love with over the years is a, a pianist named Omar Sosa, who's got an Afro-Cuban kind of vibe. Um, those are the two that are, that strike me at the top of my list right now. I still still have a lot of uh, Pat Metheny and and Herbie and George Duke in my uh, my catalog as well, and I, I admire. The uh, the body of work that Jeff Lorber has created over the years. Other than the people that you're with now, if you can get any musician, living or dead, who would you have playing in your dream band? Yeah, uh, good question. Uh, I have not worked with Stevie Wonder yet. I'd like he's definitely on my my list. Um, you know, a, a ten minute conversation with Quincy Jones would be would, would be pretty pretty amazing even though i know he's, he's up there in age but uh i admire his body of work and uh what he brought to the uh to the music industry uh those are the, the two at the top of the list right now um so far I have a Facebook page. Um, I have a Twitter account, and of course, uh, BobBaldwin.com. You can reach me, reach my artist page, and NewUrbanJazz.com is my my radio site. Smooth jazz and more. Selected Bob Baldwin as our featured artist for the month of May 2018. For more information, go to his website at BobBaldwin.com. He's also at Twitter at his handle Baldwin77. And that's it for this edition of Smooth Jazz and More Interviews. Just remember, the podcast, the website, the blog, and our internet radio stream needs your support. Please consider donating to Smooth Jazz and More through our GoFundMe fundraising drive. You can also help out by purchasing items at our gift store at Cafe Press. A portion of your purchase will help with our administrative costs. If you've given to Smooth Jazz and More, thanks for your generous support. Until next time, I'm Mike James for Smooth Jazz and more interviews.